Hello, this is Pastor Luke, and you are listening to the Living Hope Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Our mission is to grow disciples and multiply churches who will glorify God and transform communities. For more information about our church, please visit our website at livinghopehenderson.com. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning, and uh, as we prepare to unpack Scripture a bit, Lord, and then pray together, Father, our desire is to encounter you, to experience you, to fall more in love with you. Lord, we want to trust you. Uh, We want to trust you more. We want to be found faithful. Uh, And so, Lord, we, we offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice to you and say, here I am, use me. In your name, amen. Kind of a fun thing that um, we've been doing in our house, and we're just kind of on the front end of this, um, but it's been good. I I would recommend it to you. Um, So uh, the book of Proverbs has 31 chapters, and so what we've been doing um, is that whatever day it is, that's the chapter that we go to. So we did this yesterday, right? So yesterday was the 22nd. So we go to uh, Proverbs 22, because most months have 31 days in them, right? So Proverbs and most of your months are just kind of a good fit. And then one of the kids randomly picks a number between one and however many verses they are, and then we unpack that verse. And, you know, that might get interesting someday. There's some fun verses in Proverbs. Um, The one we had yesterday was Proverbs 22, 13, and here it is. The sluggard says... There is a lion outside, I shall be killed in the streets. The sluggard says, and I think that's the key there, the the sluggard. The sluggard says, there is a lion outside, I shall be killed in the streets. So here was our takeaway on that. Is that lazy people, that's the sluggard, that's that's how Proverbs calls them. Lazy people... Let irrational fears prevent them from doing the things they should be doing, right? Like, was it possible for them to walk out the door and hit a lion? Okay, yes, it was possible. Was it probable? No, right? Like, it's kind of equivalent to you and I walking outside and, like, hitting a a herd of zebra or something like that, right? Like, is it possible? Well, I guess technically maybe someone had a truckload of zebra that tipped over and they escaped and now they're running around town, or something like that, right? Like, is it possible? Maybe, right? Is it probable? No. And so our, our takeaway was just that lazy people let irrational fears prevent them from, from doing the work that they should be doing. And there's a whole lot that we could unpack on, on that alone, but we're not. But I share that to ask this question, because I started to wonder if, we, if that ever applies to our spiritual life as well, too. And I'm, and I'm just asking the question, but are we ever so worried about something that we actually don't ask for it, right? Sort of figuratively don't leave the house because we're like, wow, like what if, what if something does happen or what if God does answer or what if he answers in a way that's very uncomfortable for me? And so the, it's almost like the fear of the answered prayer or it getting answered in a way that we don't like or is uncomfortable for us. And so we never, like we never even ask the question. Like we never even make the request. Like we never even even go there. Um, We're going to do communion today. We're going to do it in a way that we have not done since before COVID. And I will 
give you all the details later on, but um, today we're going to do the communion where we invite you to come forward and we pray for you, just kind of to, to give you a heads up on that. And so as we kind of mentally and spiritually get ready for that, like what does, what does one pray about, right? Like, like what does one ask for? Like, like what do we take to the Lord in prayer? And um, to not let irrational fears keep us from asking the things that should be asked. Uh, today, though, we're, um, we're continuing on in our sermon series in Luke. Um, la, um, uh, two weeks ago, we were in Luke 15. Um, this week, actually jumping ahead to Luke 18. Um, we're going to carry the, this sermon series on until the end of the year, and then we'll start a new one in January. And so we're just kind of getting through as much of Luke as we can uh, until the Advent season, which is right around the corner. So uh, I jumped ahead a few chapters just because this was a good fit. Um, Luke 18, the parable of the persistent widow, or, or I would just call it persistent prayer. And I, I believe that, that Luke 18 really has three pretty straightforward um, messages for us. Um, hang in there. Don't give up. Hang in there. That's, that's message one. Um, in all things pray. That's message two. And those are really like in the opening verse. And then the third message is that, that God will bring about justice um, in his time. But God will bring about justice. Let me read this to you and then we'll unpack it a little bit. Uh, Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 1. He told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. So that is Luke as narrator, kind of giving you a summary of what, he, of what Jesus is about to say. Always pray, not lose heart. He said, so now this is Jesus, he said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. So that's a bad combo. Um, and there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, It's interesting that Luke shifts from Jesus said to the Lord said. Like he's really trying to emphasize something here. The Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect, so that's you, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So, rather kind of a heavy-loaded question at the end. We're not going to get that to that this morning, but kind of a big question there at the end. So the story opens with this phrase. He told them a parable to the effect they ought to always pray and not to lose heart. I realized that when I was originally reading that, so those were the words I was reading, but in my mind I was reading it like this. If you keep praying, then you will not lose heart and you're going to keep up your confidence and your motivation and that kind of thing, right? Like I was assuming one led to the other. And that if you do the first thing, then the second thing will happen. But I don't, I don't see it that way anymore. I think Jesus is actually, or, or Luke in this part, is actually telling us two different things. 
And the first one, of course, is to, to keep praying, right? Like in all your struggles, keep praying. And this is illustrated by the widow who keeps coming to the judge, you know, over and over and time and time again, and she's persistent and she's relentless and she is faithful and she, she, she keeps coming after him. Now, if we're honest and we just kind of unpack this, in, in, the, in the widow's, in the illustration of the widow, and even in the whole concept of persistent prayer, right? Like, if I say the phrase persistent prayer, that assumes that you've been at this for a while and you're still waiting for some kind of answer or result, right? Like, just by definition of the words persistent prayer, that presumes that, that you've kind of had to lean into this for a while and you haven't yet gotten your answer. There's a fascinating story in the book of Daniel. Daniel 10, uh, verse 2. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat, no wine uh, until three, three weeks were over. So he had this three-week prayer time that he entered to. Then you fast forward to verse 12, and it tells you why it lasted three weeks. So this angel shows up and, and talks to him and says, Daniel, don't be afraid. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before the Lord your God, your words were heard. I have come in response to them. But then he explains why he was delayed. And uh, the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And, and he goes on. Basically, there was some kind of cosmic battle that was taking place. And this guy was delayed 21 days before he had to show up. So, we're not going to unpack, like, the angel study on that. All this to say, Daniel is distraught. He prays. The day that he is pray, prays, his words are heard in heaven. But he has to wait three weeks because there's some kind of cosmic battle that he has no idea about. And that he's completely unaware of until the whole thing is wrapped up and concluded, Right? So his prayer was really answered on day one, but he had to wait three weeks because of this cosmic battle. So we have stories like that in the Bible. But then we also have verses like 1 Peter 3, 7. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are um, heirs, or you know, in, they, they also receive inheritance, with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Meaning, this is, how, this is how I interpret this, husbands, if you are not honoring your wives, God is not going to listen to your prayers. So the, in this case, the reason why your prayers aren't being answered is, has nothing to do with some cosmic battle, but rather how you're treating another human being. Persistent prayer assumes that, that we're not getting our answers right away. Why are we not getting our answers right away? And the answer is, I don't know, but the examples in Scripture range everything from some cosmic battle that's taking place that you know nothing about to 1 Peter 3, 7, that is that you're not honoring a human being, or you can flip over to James, which talks about you ask for selfish ambitions, that you can spend what you get on, on your pleasures, or you can flip over to the story of Paul, where Paul makes these requests, and Jesus simply answers, you know what, my grace is sufficient, you're just going to have to deal with it right, versus just the timing isn't right, all different kinds of things, 
all the way even over to Hebrews 11, which is this amazing list of men and women of, of faith. And in the middle of Hebrews 11, it talks about they were promised all these things, but they did not receive them in their lifetime. So, and I'm not trying to be discouraging, just wanting to be honest and, and help us think long term. The encouragement is to pray. The encouragement is to hang in there. The, the truth is that justice is coming. The reality is that we may not see an answer to prayer in our lifetime. But that doesn't mean it's not coming. And that, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to be discouraging. I'm just trying to help us think long-term, right? Because we've got to have this long-term kingdom mentality. And some, you know, we think like, you know, three weeks is so long and God is like judging things by the century. Hang in there. Keep praying. God will answer. He will answer speedily by his calendar. But know that that may be tomorrow and that may be outside your lifetime. Secondly, this, this idea of don't lose heart. Um, like we talked about, it may seem like prayers are not, not being answered, um, but to hang in there, to be faithful, to keep going, to be persistent. I don't, I don't know how to give you persistence. I, I don't know how to give you tenacity. Um, I do think that that is something that we learn over time. I also observe that in this parable, the widow had no other options. Like, her only option was this, this wicked judge. And so looking only at the parable, I think that sometimes desperation is the gift we need to keep going. And then that brings us to the, the widow and then the, the bad or this immoral, this godless, evil judge. Um, Jesus describes him as he neither feared God nor respected man, which is a pretty bad combo. You also need to remember that um, in that culture, in that time, in, in that era, like widows were extremely vulnerable. And so I think Jesus very intentionally is, is presenting before them a case where someone really had ultimate authority but horrible character contrasted against one of the most vulnerable people in their society that, that they would have known of, right? Like, there were no life insurance plans. Like, you didn't cash out the 401k. Like, if there was no family alive, if, if there was no money, like, like, what are you to do, right? Like, the government's not going to step in and help you. Like, you're just in a really, really hard place. And so Jesus kind of intentionally sets up this huge contrast be, between the two. But here's the heart of the story. You have a wicked judge who neither fears God nor respects man, and even he eventually gives justice, okay? So if even a wicked judge is willing to do that, here's the heart of the story, how much more so a God who loves you, who loves humanity, who loves justice, who hates wickedness, who looks out for his people, how much more so will that God give you the, 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 the answers and the justice that, that you seek? Our reason for giving up, 
right? Like there, there's encouragement to pray and to be persistent, and that's all good. But, but the heart of this and the reason why we keep doing this has nothing to do with your ability to be strong and to be tough and be rugged and thick-skinned and hang in there for the long term. That's not why we, we lose heart. The, the, our reason for not giving up has nothing to do with our ability to be strong, and it has everything to do with the character of God. Because our hope isn't in our ability to, to persevere. Our hope is actually in the ability of a God whose character is so remarkable that he delights in stepping in and providing that justice that, that we seek. Our hope is not in being like the widow. And that's something that, that could easily get misunderstood. Our hope is not in being like the widow. Our hope is that God is much, much better than this evil judge. If a poor widow got what she deserved from a selfish judge, how much more so will God's children receive what is right from a loving Heavenly Father? Verse 7, And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Being persistent is good. We're all for being persistent. Praying in all things is good. We're all for that. But just to, and, and that is kind of our part of it, but that is not where our hope lies. Our hope lies in God is a great and awesome and wonderful, fantastic God. Our hope is not in you. It's not in me. Our hope is in Jesus and, and God. And from that, that then fuels our discipline to pray and our discipline to not lose hope. We're going to do communion now. Um, and let me uh, unpack this here a little bit. Um, we've not, we, we did it this way a couple times, and then COVID hit, and we've, we've not done it since before COVID. So for some of you, this may be familiar. Some of this, this may be brand new. So let me just kind of talk through this uh, a little bit. Um, so in the past, when we've done communion, we've, we've passed the plates, and that works great. Today, we're going to invite you to, to come forward. We have three stations set up. We've got one back there one over there, and one here. Um, you're going to come to one of the stations. We're going to serve you the elements, um, serve you the bread, serve you the juice. Go ahead and, and eat the bread, drink the juice. Um, after you do that, the people at the stations are going to ask you, is there anything that you would like prayer for? And if there's something that you'd like prayer for, we're going to pray for that. Um, and if you don't want to share, or you can't think of anything, or you're just not ready to share, that's fine. We're still going to pray, and we're just going to pray kind of whatever comes to our mind, all right? So, um, so we'll, we'll pray for you. The prayers are not going to be long. They're, they're going to be short and to the point, um, but we are surrendered to the Holy Spirit and hoping he does cool stuff. Um, when we do this, we would like to pray for you, right? Like, we fully recognize that the economy and Ukraine and elections and estranged relatives, like, these are all important things. But this morning, we want to focus in on you. So how can we pray for you? Um, you're welcome to ask for healing, right? If something is broken or doesn't work, you know, like, the arm, does, you know, like, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to promise anything, but I will gladly pray for it. Okay, and we'll just, and we'll see what happens. Um, we have found that this takes a little bit of time. Uh, the first time we did this, um, I, the worship team had to repeat all their songs like four times. 
Um, so we're a little bit more prepared that, um, with that. So all that to say, because this takes a little bit more time, the worship team is just going to be playing this whole, whole time. So when you're not in line or you're not getting prayed for, just, just worship. I mean, that's um, to, to continue to do that. And also, we're not in a rush. So we're going to be praying for someone. If there's three or four couples or families already lined up, just wait in your pew. Just hang out. Like, we'll, like we got time, but there's, there's no rush, right? Also, as we're praying for people, you know, if you could just give us a little bit of space, you know, don't be crowding in kind of right behind each other. Uh, you know, g- g- give us four or five feet so that, you know, we can, we can pray for the, um, the family or the couple. And, w- you know, come up as... Kind of however you want, as couples, as families, as, as that kind of thing. Um, we practice an open communion table, meaning that you do not have to be a church member, um, but if you are confident that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior uh, and that you have received him as Lord and Savior, then you are welcome to join us for communion. Um, for kids, parents, that's your call. If you believe that, that the kids are ready and that they understand what's going on and that they've also accept, you know, made that, um, that step of salvation, um, then that's great. We will serve them communion as well, too. So if you're coming up with kids, we will just look to you for affirmation on whether or not they're doing communion today or whether or not they're, they're waiting. So parents, that's, that's your call. Um, I think those are all my notes kind of on the, the technical spots of this. We've got um, the state, just so you know, um, two of the stations are couples, and then one of the stations is two ladies. So whatever kind of feels most comfortable. So I'm going to pray. Um, worship team, you guys can, can come on up, and those of you manning communion tables, you can go ahead and get ready. Uh, when I'm done praying, um, you know, Joe and I are going to be down here, so I'll man that session. And then really, whenever you're ready, you can just get up and work your way towards a communion table. So let me pray, and then we'll transition into communion. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the joy and the delight of your word and of the truth that it brings. God, we love you. Um, Lord, this morning, we want to continue to honor you and and be open and vulnerable before you, Lord. Uh, And so... We invite your Holy Spirit to come and fill this place and and lead us. And Lord, this is something that we do in remembrance, that your body was broken for us and that your blood was shed to establish a new covenant. And we are thankful for that. We worship you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this week's sermon. We hope you were enriched and encouraged. If you have any questions about Christ or church or would like more information, visit our website at livinghopehenderson.com or email me directly at luke at livinghopehenderson.com. We hope you have a fantastic week. Take care and God bless.